This episode of Stuck in the 80s has been brought to you by... Hey, you scratched my ankle! <laughs> the 80s Cruise. Find out more at the80scruise.com. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. Now that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. That's another stuck in the 80s summer road trip, Spearsy. Oh, God. Who decided that driving the length of Route 66 was a good idea? Are we almost there yet? You are really going to enjoy Western Oklahoma, Spearsy. Next stop, my hometown of Weatherford. Weather what? You've got to be kidding me. No, no. We're going to get cherry limeades at Sonic Drive-In. We're going to track down my old high school band uniform. And... For a bonus, we'll swing by the site of the 40 West Drive-In where I popped popcorn, made nachos, and was robbed at gunpoint. Oh, God. If we could just get to this godforsaken state of Missouri. Yeah, turn on the radio and see if there's something that can cheer us up. That, that was weird. All those songs had... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? What is that? Oh, God. It's a person. He's flagging us down. Should we actually stop and pick him up? I don't know, man. That last sign we passed said, Caution. Hitchhikers may be escaping inmates. Screw it. Pull over. Hey, wait a second. Do we know that guy? It's my lucky day. Thanks for stopping, guys. It's me, Kevin Winch. You're stuck in the 80s, brother. Oh, I really need your help. I'm in a bad way. Well, that explains the loss and found. Let me get back in the back seat. I'm not feeling well at all. I think I ate one too many chalupas. Ugh. I feel like I'm going to give birth. Ew. Steve, do you know Lamaze? No, but I know Lamar. <sighs> get out of me. Get it out of me. Give me some hot towels or something, Brad. A wet nap, even. Oh, look at it. It's all... It's it's a brand new podcast. Thank God that's over. Taco Bell, anyone? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, and today, a historic meeting of nostalgia titans. We welcome our brother-in-arms, Kevin Wench, to the Spears Lair for our first-ever podcast version of Lost and Found. We were lost and found in the nick of time. While the ship was going down, we were lost and found 
just in time with a hurricane crossing the coastline. I kid you not, sitting within dry heave distance of me at this very moment is a young-looking Kevin Wench. Welcome, my old friend. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. So what do you, what's your first impression of the lair? Well, it's uh, I, the pictures on the wall are all incredible. I just – just my jaw dropped when I saw them. They're, they're, it's beautiful. Did you like the uh, full frontal nudity uh, <laughs> thing I have of Brad in L.A.? Uh, you know, I kind of glossed over that one a little oh, bit. Okay. You pay a little extra for that, but I think you'll find it's worth it, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, with us some 400,000 miles away, uh, give or take a smoked butt or two. On standby, in case Kevin and I are both pass out before the show is over, it's Brad in L.A. That's right, guys. I'm on the moon today, 400,000 miles away. So people who've been reading the blog for the last three years, they know Kevin's name because he's been writing Lost and Found. But let's start from the beginning. Kevin, when did you first come across Stuck in the 80s? And was it the blog or the podcast that you discovered first? Well, it really kind of started at the end of 2008. You know, I have uh, three daughters and... One day, uh, we was there watching uh, TV, and on came the Mystery Science Theater movie. Uh, she cracked up some of the jokes, asked if we could watch some more Mystery Science Theater, and I said, yeah. I said, I have some VH tapes, tapes I can dig out, and we can watch some time. So uh, over uh, Christmas break uh, 2008, I went into the mess of the girls' room, and we were digging around the cabinet where all the tapes are kept now. You know, my youngest daughter, she's like two at the time, and she had this knack for sneaking food and hiding it in the room. And it was not unusual to find assorted meats and cheeses hidden <laughs> and mm. uh, where they watch TV. Thank God for nitrates. Yeah, and, and sometimes she would stuff it in the VCR, and I'd have to take it apart and dislodge it. <laughs> and so I was digging out behind the roly-poly tapes and brad you've probably watched your fair share of roly poly haven't you uh actually yeah you know i I worked at disney channel when that was airing so it used to be on in my office every day yes exciting and so i found my old vh tips tapes and besides the mystery science we pulled out a christmas story and they're all neglected by itself was this night ranger in tokyo concert that i taped off my mtv (laughs) back in 84 just kind of like steve uh, had the asia uh Tape in Tokyo or Asia. Yeah. Asia and Asia. God, yeah. nobody remembers that story. Yeah, I'm I like do. a super fan. Yeah. So uh, over in the course of a night or two, uh, we watched Christmas Story, the Mystery Science Theater, and uh, the Night Ranger concert. What I forgot from 1984 is when I set the uh, VCR to record the Night Ranger concert, I just left it going. And to my surprise, after the concert, there was like 20, 30 minutes of regular MTV at the end of the videotape. Nice. And it's it, like a little surprise. Yeah, it was glorious. And uh, I'd forgotten how much I enjoyed watching videos. And uh, eventually the VCR died. And when I performed the autopsy on it, uh, it was grapes that were stuck stuffed in it. <laughs> so anyway, this uh, wave of nostalgia started sweeping on me. I did an internet search on right, Night Ranger to see what they were up to. And I looked at this thing new thing i never heard of called wikipedia and there was this link to jack blades and the stuck in 80s podcast and then just for kicks i uh, did a christmas story trivia search and once again stuck in the 80s appeared and there with the podcast post so i listened to the christmas story podcast and the jack blades podcast and then i started checking out the blog 
first occasionally, then it started to be a daily thing, and then I became brave enough to post a comment, and I started to listen to the podcast and started answering trivia questions, and then basically I've been annoying you guys ever since. Oh, wow. God, I don't even remember. I mean, I remember the the Night Ranger interview. Uh, I remember because I interviewed the, I uh, introduced them on stage for that concert. That's I crazy. remember I went out there. Please welcome my good friends, Night Ranger. Yeah, and then you smacked them all in the butt as you walked by, right? Uh, no, the the Brad, the guitar player Brad. I think his name was Brad. Brad, Brad Yeah, I, like I, I did like a little shoulder, like tap, like you know, go have a good job. Yeah, go get him, Tiger. Don't touch me. But um, and then they, they, I think they went the next day or the day after they went down to Cuba to perform for the troops. Oh, yeah. Back when, uh, you know, Jeff, and, Jeff Cuba, and Cuba, who I think is now Jeff, still Jeff in South Carolina now. But, um, but anyway, wow, that's like ancient history. So, so, so I, I think in the, in the movie version of this, the, it would be grapes that led you to stuck in the eighties. Uh, if yes, that could be it. Huh? You know, it's funny because when they do my autopsy, they're going to find little Smokies. They're going to be the problem. Um, so, okay, so so you're in Orlando, but you drove here from your hometown. So where where is it that you live now? I live in Southwest Missouri, uh, Springfield, Missouri. I'm not afraid to say where I am. Uh, Missouri loves you, Spearsy. In fact, uh, I think if the uh, last podcast episode, Dave Dirt hails from the state of Missouri. He does. And you get all sorts of trivia answers from St. Louis and beyond. But, but, isn't it pronounced, but if you live there, isn't it pr- pronounced Missouri? Oh, gosh, I wouldn't even know. Come on. Everybody knows it's Missouri. Missouri, right? No? Am I wrong, yeah. Brad? I, I wouldn't know. I don't live there. Come on. We drove through at high speed on the way to my grandmother's house. That was about it. The, the funniest scene in va- the movie Vacation happens in uh, St. Louis. Clark, what are you doing? Just relax, Ellen. This is so dangerous. We have no business being in an area like this. Well, look at it this way, honey. This is a part of America we never get to see. <laughs> that's good. No, that's bad. I mean, uh, we can't close our eyes to the plight of the cities. Kids, you noticing all this plight? This will just uh, make us appreciate what we have. Roll them up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've never been to, um, to Missouri ever. Uh, I would love to go there and see a Cardinals game. But uh, how far are you from St. Louis? Oh, it's about three hour drive. It's too far. Yeah. So okay. So what would be what would be the landmark of Springfield? Oh gosh, you know it's the headquarters. Everybody comes there to see uh, Bass Pro. It's famous for cashew chicken, uh, but you would have to live there to understand it. Uh, And uh, other than that, it's just you know your. Little Southwest Missouri town, and then so you came to Florida for this week to do. You brought your whole fam with you, right? That's right. We're here to do parks. So you're going to do? Are you doing Disney? No, sir. You know, oh, not doing Disney. So what are you going to do? You do Universal? Yeah, about, we're going to be there about three days. Excellent. Nice. nice. The, the state of Florida welcomes your uh, tourism dollars. Yeah, uh, they're getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So so three years ago. I came to uh, Orlando, and um, I needed help with the blog. And the person who steps forward is the person sitting next to me right now, wearing a Stuck in the 80s hat, I should say. Well, it's I a like, great hat. I never – I wear it wherever I go. I, I have one somewhere. It's, that would explain why we're getting more listeners in Missouri. 
Yeah, <laughs> so it's true. It is a weird, a weird thing. So, and you came to me and you said, "I would love to help." Yeah, uh, write the podcast, or write yeah, the blog. Well, yeah, I thought I'd help. You know, as I became a member of the Stuck in the Eighties Nation, so I started seeing things through Stuck in the Eighties shaded glasses. You know, my interest in the Eighties was rekindled, and uh, the blog. I always loved it when uh, Steve asked for list, and it's kind of whenever I was inspired by this, and so I started my own quest to kind of review the Eighties, as I mentioned before, or maybe I didn't. Uh, I'm. I grew up listening to American Top 40 with Casey Kasem, and as a Father's Day gift one year, I got a, one of Joel Whitburn's Pop Annual books, which has a listing of every record that has charted since 1955. I Whoa. devoured it. Jeez. And uh, along with YouTube, you know, becoming the great music emporium, I set, I set up this preposterous goal to listen to every song that charted in the 80s. And it, oh, wow. And of course, you know, I it was a I failed miserably on it. Uh, well, you just haven't gotten it done yet. Oh yeah, yeah you're a young you're, man. You're not, you're not dead yet, Kevin Serving Wench. Yes. Well, thank you. But uh, along the way, I was discovering uh, fabulous songs and videos. Some I haven't heard in twenty five, thirty years, and it brought back uh, like warm fuzzies for me. And other songs, it was just magical to hear for the first ta- time. You know, and I was kind of. Def- dumbfounded on uh, how I was uh, like a self-proclaimed music buff, and I missed all these great songs from back in the day. So I started forming a mental list of videos of forgotten songs that I thought other people might in the nation enjoy, you know, hearing about when it came for Steve to say, let's make a list of this. So so going back, so going back three years... So yeah. I had in my mind, a, you know, I had this crusade about some lost, forgotten, unchanging songs on the 80s that radio all forgot about. And then, of course, you had the life change, you know, where you left the <laughs> newspaper. Did, did you have that surgery? Or anything? Did no. you have that surgery, Steve Alina? Jobs. That's yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but. Uh, I, I never heard it called that. It, you know, in reality, though, Kevin has nailed it more than anybody ever has. It has been a life change. And. Uh, for good or for bad, and you know, some, Brad talks to me on the phone like three times a week. So you know, any given day it's good or bad. But you know, we're, we're not going to get into that right now. So, <laughs> ain't well, nobody got time for that. But 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 this guy next to me has been a savior. I mean, uh, I mean, because five days a week, you know, he's got an item and it goes online. Well, I'm not the f- only one. Uh, Brad obviously stepped in a major way, uh, up in a major way for the podcast. But you know, you know, I tossed the idea to you, Steve, and you know, really. I, I kind of stole from you because what I always did is I enjoyed your uh, Sunday earworm you used to do from oh, time to time. Yeah. You know, and I was like, man, that's a, a neat idea. Just you know, throwing out a song out there that you haven't heard in a long time that gets stuck in your head. Yeah. And, and so, you know, with YouTube out there now, it was available, and it's been you fun. Know, it's been a fun three years. And and Brad, just so you know, I pay Kevin exactly the same amount I pay you. Well, I think I keep encouraging you to give him a raise. I mean, he's doing. I, I believe the phrase I use is yeoman's okay. work. So do you remember? So going back three years, I, I moved to Orlando. Do you remember the first ever lost and found item you ever wrote for me? Of course, Steve. Who was it? These are all my babies. Who is it? Tom? Yeah. Tell, tell us. Well, you know, as I said, I started off, you know, doing this alphabetically on a book, you know, and so early in the alphabet came a band I'd never heard of called Crazy Joe and the Variable Speed Band. And the song is Eugene. Eugene. 
Eugene. I vaguely remember that song. Three mm. years later. <laughs> yeah, it charted at 105 in uh, 1981. The song is funny, and even though it has some like disco residue on it, you know, it's a catchy song. The video is even funnier, and it has all these kiss connections to it. I couldn't be more prouder of the debut, and I, I kind of thought it set the tone of things to come. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, for the most part, it's one of those great things. Where you, 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 every morning, you can go to the blog, you can look at it, and there's always some really cool item. It has the video, and it always has like two or three things you've never heard. And uh, this was a good start. I mean, I remember really being happy with this. I'm still happy with it. <laughs> well, Steve, I, I'm going to make a full confession here. When when you asked if you know, I asked you if I could do this. You said yeah, and so I submitted my five, and I thought, oh, that was great. I finally made it to the blog, and and I thought that was it. And then you came back and you said, <laughs> Worse next you, said, you said, you can do somewhere next week. And I said, oh, I can. And I acted like, you know, uh, oh, I had some just lined up ready to go. And like I said, I've, I've been going hey, man, ever Fake it till you make it, Kevin. Fake, fake it till you make it. They hate us because they hate us. <laughs> yeah, they, um, it's funny because, I mean, every, every Sunday night usually it happens. Like it's usually pretty late at night. I get the email from Kevin with, here, you know, here's this week's five. Or sometimes, and sometimes I don't see it. Till I'll go to work the next morning. And I'll be like, I still don't have an email from Kevin. I just hope he's got some stuff because I, because there's some days at work and people who look at the blog will be like, yeah, Steve hasn't written in three days, but Kevin's written three. Kevin's times. turning them out. I'm like, there's just days where I'm like, I can't. Either nothing's happening in the '80s world, or you know, my world's collapsing upon itself like a you know a dying star. And I just like uh, the days of me, like for the first seven years of the blog, I wrote every single day. I wrote 365 um, every year. I didn't miss a day. And then, and then when I left, they were pretty much like, well, you don't have to write every day anymore. I'm like, okay, well. well. So, okay, so, so Crazy Joe, Variable Speed Band, great first start. What other. Um, what other things pop to mind when you look back on three years? Well, you know, it's a team effort, Steve, uh, that we do. You know, I submit them. You correct your my mistakes as best you can, and you slap a headline on it. And I tell you what, one of my favorite things is when you get a great headline. And uh, a good headline can be the difference between someone reading your post or passing over it. So I want to salute some of my favorite Steve headlines for Lost and Found. Fire away. What do you got? I'm going to start with The Godfathers. Now, a lot of us hipsters there, we knew the song, Burst School, Work and Death, but the headline read, Burst School, Work, Death, and Pizza? Mm. I don't remember writing that at all. Pizza. It doesn't matter what I say tomorrow, still another Okay, that, that was outstanding. Uh, another special one was uh, with the Corgis, and uh, the headline read, Everybody's got to learn how to pronounce the Corgis sometimes, because we know what Corgis rhymes with. It rhymes with orgies. So that one is special because it elicited a reply tweet from the one, the only, Martha Quinn. 
And just knowing that the possibility existed that Martha Quinn read something that I wrote, you couldn't wipe the smile off my face. It it never gets old with notable pickups like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's just like the sun shone on you a little extra bright that day, Kevin. So Martha Quinn isn't the only person, though, who's ever kind of sounded off on your contrib- on your contributions. Other people have said thank you too, right? Yeah. It is gratifying when celebrities respond to the blog post, but I take equal satisfaction in all the positive feedback I get from my fellow Stuck in the 80s nation. I'd love to do a roll call of all the people who have made great comments or sent me uh, notes on them. Uh, I even enjoy the comments that aren't complimentary. It's, it's, it's just always great to have a There's been some uncomplimentary comments. What? Uh, well, Did their parents remember, you know, not teach them if they have anything nice to say? You know, for the most part, we've been lucky with stuck in the 80s. For the most part, people kind of get that it's a, it's like, it's a happy thing. We're only, we're, yeah. we're mainly. I think people get mad, but you know, it's it's not personal. Huh? Usually. Wow. Well, okay. I don't mean to dwell on that, but I mean, yeah. By the way, it's Base Note's birthday, or it was yesterday. And I know he loves you, so that's good. Well, thank we, you. we love Base Note. Well, you know, I'm not the first person to blog about the uh, lost songs of the 80s. I stumbled across a few of them, try to avoid them, so not to copy them. But, uh, you know, you kind of have to differentiate yourself, and nobody wants day to day me going, here's a good song, listen to it. You have to have a hook or something to do or a theme week, and uh, it's, that's the challenge what makes it fun for me. And we just had a theme week, didn't we? We we just did uh, movie songs. Yeah, we, movies is great. Uh, yeah. Another thing I, I really like is uh, finding all these early cameos uh, by celebrities in uh, videos when they weren't popular. Oh, yeah. So give me, give me a, a couple examples of some of your favorite cameos in 80s videos. One of the more intriguing videos we featured is Tony Powers' uh, Nobody Move, This is a Heist. And it features a whole bunch of celebrities, uh, Peter Riegert, who's Boone on Animal House. Marcia Strassman, who's um, Mrs. Cotter on Welcome Back, Cotter. And there was a, if you look, there's a very young, very thin John Goodman. If you haven't heard this song in a while, this is what we're talking about. They was towing me away because I don't have diplomat plates. While it's diplomat, I know smuggles H into the States. I said, let me have the ticket and the car save me a trip. So they hauled me in for giving them some Don't nobody move. When I was listening to these uh, tracks today, doing my homework, getting ready for the show, I heard this and I thought, you know what this song reminds me of? It reminds me of Hello Dad, I'm in Jail by Was Not Was. It's got that same kind of, you know, sax over it. It's a little less oh, anti-melodic. But. Yeah, the, the sax is great, in it and it lays down the funk. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, seeing this video as, a, you know, a teenager, and it's got, it's real strange. It's got spitting in it, and it's got mannequins. And anytime you have a mannequin or somebody jumping on a trampoline in an 80s video, you know, it's golden. And you've got it right there. <laughs> You know, the, yeah, the record label heads are writing that down as we speak. Mannequins yeah, and videos, golden. So great cameos obviously make for a great lost and found. Great stories behind the songs. Sometimes that's what sometimes first uh, first wave on serious loves. They love it. They love the here's the real story behind uh, you know Billy Squire or whatever. So some. Of, what are your some of your favorite 
stories behind the songs you've written about? Well, you know, I'm no Paul Harvey, but I do like a good story. You know, uh, Steve, I know you liked the Pipes of Peace one a couple years ago. Oh, my God. My all-time favorite blog item, by the way. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, we've had some real good ones like Billy Idol's Sweet 16, you know. You know, but there's also other stories, too. You know, maybe someone like you mentioned, Beverly Squire. He's an artist type one I like to profile. You know, today... All the public wants to do is to find a person's career in one sentence. And for Billy Squire, we know all anybody wants to talk is about what? Rock Me Tonight. Yes, yes. The, the song, every time it gets played, and every time it gets played, some local lame DJ, he's out there talking about fancy pants and stuff like that. But the truth is, if you go back into his earlier catalog, you know, when we featured the song The Big Beat, his I think it was his very first video, you know, we learned a little fact about Big Beat. It's one of the most sampled songs in uh, rap history. So I'm just curious, are there TV shows um, that have videos that like, were in the 80s that sort of inspired certain selections for Lost and Found? Yeah, I guess we could say so. You know, I do love running those theme weeks. And one of the first uh, theme weeks I think I did was uh, HBO Video Jukebox Week, you know. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I love Video Jukebox. Yeah. Well, I, you know, for myself and others, you know, MTV did not magically appear in our house when it was launched in 1981. Uh, my cable operator would not bring MTV into our cable system until, like, say, mid to late 1983. So before that, I had to rely on HBO for my videos, and they played videos in between movies, and then they had the uh, half hour, monthly half-hour show. And like uh, many of the lost and found entries uh, were from my memories, uh, those HBO video jukebox uh, days, and it had great songs on, uh, like, you know, Haircut 100, Love Plus One. So, you know, it's funny we have you on this week, Kevin. Uh, you had a pick earlier this week that has been talk about earworms. It's been I've been humming it for four days, and that's uh, Stuart Copeland and Stan Ridgeway's "Don't Box Me In." And I'll jump into a brand new skin, and then you won't be able to box me in. Don't box me in. So. Uh, Kevin, I'm betting you know who directed the music video for that. <laughs> I, I assume Francis Ford Coppola? I it's don't Howard know. Deutsch. No, I don't. Oh, know from uh, Pretty in Pink. Yeah. And do you know who Howard Deutsch is married to? Leia Thompson. <laughs> Leia Thompson. And do you know who just got a cool giveaway for our next uh, Stuck in the 80s? Steve and I have to talk about what the, what the contest is. But you know who just got a cool giveaway for some lucky Stuck in the 80s listener? I did. It's an autographed picture from Leah Thompson that says, thanks for being stuck, stuck in the 80s. 
And speaking of seggies, you know what it's time for? Uh, the the seggies. Ah, the mystical refrain of reader mailbag. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Stan Ridgway, and it brings back a lot of memories because Stan Ridgway was one of the first really good – he's one of the first interviews we ever did on Stuck in the 80s. And he was one of the – and really, in my mind, one of my favorite interviews. I mean, he, he gave us like about an hour of his time. Yeah, that's and, a great interview. That's one of my favorite episodes. There's, there's like a hardcore group of Stuck in the 80s fans who basically say, I've been listening since Stan Ridgway. <laughs> So, and I interviewed him twice actually. I interviewed him again like a couple years later, and it was because he was coming through town again, but it wasn't enough for a podcast. I just used it for like a print, a print story. But anyway, he still like an amazing guy. I would still love to see him live. And from what I understand, we haven't heard the last of Stan Ridgeway, have we? Is there more coming up? Uh, that would be uh, accurate. Okay, so nice. pay attention to the blog. I mean, by the time you hear this, it will already have appeared, but. Uh, well, Google, I hear, will will work wonders. Any of these videos, you can go and watch. Yeah. Google, my friends, as Gina Vivanetto used to say, Google it. Google Steve. it, Steve. <laughs> so it was the first big line of second uh, '80s. Anyway, so we have some mail this week, and it's from an old friend that we haven't heard from in a while. I speak of, of course, Dan the Venom Vey. And uh, Brad, take it away. So uh, before I start, so who, how did he get that email? How- how did, How did he get, get that? Nip- How did he get that he, nickname? He wrote, he wrote like a really mean. If I now I, I might be revising history, but I think he wrote like a real uh, kick in the pants kind of email to us once, and I yeah. think Daly kind of said, you know, he gave him that. Nickname. So uh, Daly didn't take the criticism well, huh? Okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going there. So like moving on. So Dan Venomvay writes, "Hey, Stephen Brad." Stop your grinning and drop your linen because Venom is back. What's happening, hot stuffs? It's been a while since I mailed in, but I have a Mother's Day story that needs telling. It was Mother's Day a week or so ago, depending on how long it takes you two sorry souls to edit this podcast episode. Yeah, guilty. And my wife sends me out to get her some breakfast stuff for us and our son. When I get back, the two of them are hunkered down in front of the tube where she is indoctrinating our son into the 80s fold via her personal choice of Mom Day movie viewing. Aliens. Well, that's great. That's just great, man. Now what the f*** are we supposed to do? We're some real pretty shit now, man. You finished? Yep, and he's only 11 years old. Why aliens? Well, for one, why the f*** not? We'll be beeping that. Two, well, it could be argued that Ellen Ripley is the mother of all female badasses, but also because while Ripley's relationship with Newt is obviously meant to invoke a mother-daughter type bond, the special edition of the film shows that Ripley indeed did have a daughter. Turns out that while she was asleep for 57 years between the two films, her daughter grew up and died from natural causes. So her caring for Newt takes on an understandably deeper meaning. But I like the original version better. The special edition does include even more choice Bill Paxton Hudson quotes, though. Check it out. I am the ultimate badass. State of the badass art. One more aliens note. For our wedding anniversary, I gave my wife a dud bullet with the following engraved on it. If it comes to that, I'll do us both. She... Loves it. Shows it off all the time. As always, stuck in the 80s, Dan Venom Vey. 
<laughs> I want proof of this bullet. Yeah, send us a picture. I want a picture it didn't happen. Yeah, picture it didn't happen. I, you know, I tell that to women all the time, and they for some reason I always get slapped. I don't know. Hmm. But I think uh, Dan will do us proud on this one. Um, as always, if you have email, we'd love to read it. If you have a story, even better. Uh, the email address is sit80s at gmail.com. By the sound of Bruce, it must be time for Stuck in Stuck in the 80s. I, I barely remember this seggy, Steve. We don't do it. I love this seggy. Yeah. We don't do it enough. I think people forget that it's available. I, didn't, it's I think didn't, didn't Kurt actually write us and say, hey, you guys should do a seggy where you play back clips from old. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, he did. It's, it's, so far, it's so far gone that no one right. remembers it. So the point is that Stuck in the 80s has been around. This is our 10th year. Uh, it'll be our 10-year anniversary in late July. And Brad and I have a great idea for what we're going to do for late July for the 10-year anniversary, but we're not going to tell it right now. Um, it's going to be hard but, to get green cards for all those girls, but I think we can pull it off. <laughs> yeah. So the point is we know that we've done some some great stories along the way, and sometimes people want to re-listen to them. So we asked our, our listeners, hey, if you have a favorite story from Stuck in the 80s, let us know what episode it's in, and we'll replay you and kind of give you some of the the background of it. There's <laughs> Of the story, in this case, there's not there's not a whole lot of ba- uh, background. Pretty easy to figure um, this one out. Uh, Kurt Trinari wrote us recently, and he said, "Quote on a recent episode, the mystery music segi was Murray Head one night in Bangkok. When I heard it, the first thing that came to mind was Daly's story, Sean Daly's story about him and his buddies punching each other in the junk when hearing this song and saying." Bangkok. Get it? Can we hear the story again? Yours truly, stuck in the 80s, Kurt. Um, okay. We'll t- <laughs> don't know that it's appropriate, but we'll take you back to July 15th, 2007, episode 92, for the famous Sean Daly Bangkok story. Did you ever play that game in, uh, in 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 grade school? One night in Bangkok, when the sun would come on, and all the guys would, like bang each other in the crotch. Anybody else play that game? What? You're insane. Seriously, you know, one night in Bangkok, Bangkok, and they'd say it. They'd try to hit your buddy in the balls. And there you go. Bangkok. Yeah, that's uh, that's just like junior high guys. <laughs> I, think, I think that's just like typical eighth grade boy behavior, right? Yeah, this, that's one. Um, yeah. I'm not having any trouble picturing that. No, sadly not. Um, Daly was just here a couple weeks ago, by the way. I don't know if we – people who follow us on Instagram probably saw photos. Uh, Sean was here. Yeah. Three weeks ago, he came in, he came in um, on Friday night. He spent the night. We went and had Mexican food. He drank um, vodka and cranberry juice for the first half of the night and then Crown Royal for the second half of the night. And then we, we tried to uh, get Hot Tub Time Machine 2 on pay-per-view, and my cable was all screwed up, so we ended up watching Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. You're vulgar. You're inappropriate. You're unrefined. You're obnoxious. Well, Mr. Uh, Thompson, that's really quite a list. And you're right. You're absolutely right, and uh, I think if I really apply myself, I could be a totally changed person by the time we finish lunch. And then I think we passed out at around 11 o'clock, and then uh, 
he was gone as of 7 a.m. the next morning. So anyway, there you go. Great story. Uh, great clip. And now it's time for the commercial break. Mr. T will return after these messages. Now, it's here. The excitement, the adventure of a new force at breakfast. We'll call them C-3PO's. New C-3PO cereal from Kellogg's. Twin rings, phase together. For two crunches in every double O. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. Now you can experience the taste of Kellogg's C-3PO's. A crunchy new force at breakfast. May the force be with you. Back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. That's right, seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool and the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jesse's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band, and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of core like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, don't forget to pack your best 80s looks because we're having a prom night, a movie costume party, pajama party, and neon beach party. You can't miss this. Sailing from February 28th through March 6th, 2016. For more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844-384-8080. So, Kevin, we're going to get you back on the show. We got well, more to cover, I'm sure. Well, you should. Uh, I hope to be, but you never know. Uh, we could teach you to use Skype. We could teach anybody to use Skype. Yeah, if, if Steve and I can do it, then yeah. Yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this live from Springfield, Missouri. Missouri, Zara, ah, 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 ah. Hey, thank. I, I really want to. By the way, thank your family for lending us to you for a couple yeah. of hours today because. I know that, you know, for them, it must be like, you know, you're on vacation, you're in Orlando, you know, you're in the Sunshine State. Um, so I'm going to go hang out with some nerds and talk 80s for yeah, a while. So, so when Thanks, you home, Dad. Please tell your wife and your daughters, hey, Steve says, Steve and Brad say thank you for letting us borrow yes. you. She, and, was, she was all for this. Oh, she, great. she knows how excited oh, I get cool. when, I, uh, when, I, when I put my headphones on and I oh. uh, listen to the podcast. Well, how, many, how many hours were you in the car to get there? Well, you know, it's probably 17 hours driving. Oh, there you go. There you go. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, the, the thing about it is, is uh, tragedy occurred. Uh, three hours into the trip, my wife's uh, MP3 player broke and died. <laughs> oh, and so, no. And, and so, so we had to. So she had to actually talk to you? Well, we, we had to turn on the radio. And uh, to our horror, there was uh, a bunch of Memorial Day 90s weekends going on. Oh. And, and, it, and this morning it got bad enough that uh, we just had to turn it off. And we had no a more few, spin uh, doctors. We had to, had to <laughs> yes, we had to put a few CDs in there. And, uh, but that was good. You know, like I said, my wife was talking about it before. She's, uh, she uh, was singing along with, uh, and we had uh, Whitney Houston's uh, debut CD in there. Oh. And my two favorite uh, female singers of the 80s are Whitney Houston and my wife. And uh, wow. they had a dream trip. They had a beautiful duet going of the greatest love of all. Nice. Aww. Aww. That's so sweet. We, we can't top that. We got to get we out now, Steve. That. Yeah. Hey, so thanks to Kevin for uh, three years of Lost and Found and for taking a couple hours out of his vacation to come visit us here at The Lair, The Lair number five, I should point out. 
Uh, Brad and I will be back next week with more 80s cheesy goodness. In the meantime, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a Class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly.